0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Top Rope Insider. I'm your host Brendan, and tonight we have for the third time an appearance from my older brother Stephen. So, everyone, say hello to Stephen. Hello, everyone. So, it's been a, a roller coaster of a week uh, in the world of wrestling, I need to agree. Uh, we start off with the the tragic news of the passing of the American dream Dusty Rhodes, uh which was massive heartbreaking news among the wrestling community. Uh a man who has paved the way for many and has brought up so many superstars in NXT and is there's there's so much to say about Dusty Rhodes. Tonight will be a nice night to to remember dusty roads and to also talk about the Money in the Bank pay per view, which happened on Sunday. You watched Money in the Bank, Stephen. I did, yeah. Uh, I, I watched it uh, on
1: Monday. I didn't stay up and watch it. I watched it on Monday. I was off work, so uh, I thought it was all right. Uh, I don't think it merits me saying it was good, but it wasn't bad. It's was kind of an average pay per view. I mean, you can't not like ladder matches, but you can have a poor ladder match I thought the main event was quite poor it lasted it lasted a whole 35 sorry a whole 35 minutes yeah I think with two wrestlers like that the two guys that I think are really good It could have been so much better I mean if it was maybe two guys that I didn't like and two guys that I thought weren't up too much if they put on a match like that I'd have maybe thought oh that was a great match but I think it's maybe because I expected so much of it I think I was a wee bit let down And I was really expecting a twist at the end. When they, they both came down holding the belt, I thought, wow, they're going to make this some kind of like Lex Luger, Bret Hart, both going over the ropes at the same time the Royal Rumble. I thought that's what they were going for. And they hinted at it with Jerry Lawler saying straight away, like, oh, he held the belt. And they were kind of debating for a few seconds and then they decided... Nah, we're, we're not running with that. It was sort of totally botched the ending because I don't see the point in doing an ending like that unless you were going to actually put something through of it because it didn't
0: add to the match. Okay, so we're talking about the bank tonight. Can I just make everything clear that this has been the first Top rope Cider episode in two weeks? So there wasn't one last week. My apologies for that. What we're trying to do is we're going to make it every Friday now but this one will be online until tomorrow when, sadly, yours truly goes away on holiday or vacation. As yeah, so when you're back from your holidays. So when I'm back, from Top Robin va- from and will be bigger and better when I'm back. So much to cover. So many new opportunities that in the next few days I'll be able to confirm and update you with. I'm looking forward to many opportunities that I've been asked, uh, that I've been kind of talking about. So, money in the bank. In terms of the 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 contract match, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst, but I thought it was good. There was yeah. there was some good spots. Neville
1: was good. Neville, Neville's spot. I, I think Neville's. He's he's one of the most exciting guys to watch on just now, and he'd had some good spots with his. Uh, what do you call his special move again? The the red arrow. The red arrow. I mean, he hit that really, really well. It was really well executed. The the frog splash bit at the end was re- of the move was really good. He's uh, he's spotted done where he kind of jumped from the ropes onto the ladder. That was quite good, and uh, he was obviously involved in the uh, the bit with the, the the the
0: power bomb onto Kofi Kingston after Kofi Kingston had been power bomb. I mean, when you good. put Neville and Kingston in the same match, involving the kind of gimmick like a ladder, you're bound to have something great. Yeah. And Kingston, that was his sixth money in the bank ladder something match. Like that, like that. Yeah, he's
1: he's obviously. He's, they see him as really agile and actually he's, he's really good for some spots,
0: so it's understandable. The The whole thing with Wyatt, I I liked it because of the fact that I'm not so struck Roman Reigns, but I've seen it, I said to you a few days ago, I'd seen it far too many times, Bray Wyatt coming out during the match, screwing someone. You've seen it at the Royal Rumble um, was it last year's Royal Rumble, you've seen it at uh, last year's Hell in a cell. Well, I th- I think uh, you could
1: view that two ways. So you could see it's boring and it's the same thing over and over again. But some gimmicks we watch over and over again, and they're not boring. Some things, if it's not broke, you don't fix it. I mean, for example, it's not the same thing. But for example, how many times did we see Undertaker going to WrestleMania fighting somebody that you knew fine well? he was going to walk over the top of them and there was no chance he was going to beat them. Like, you knew Undertaker was going to steamroll people. It wasn't only until the last couple of years where even a doubt of the street getting beat came in and then obviously it did. But, so I think some gimmicks and some things in wrestling, if it just works and you can keep doing it and you keep getting the same pops for it, then that's fine. And I think, to me, why it's like that if they make up some reason as to why Wyatt hates somebody and why Wyatt appeared, then I like the likes going out and you not expecting him to appear. It's like the old kind of sting coming from the rafters and picking a fight. I quite like that with Wyatt. And as as you would know a lot better than me, Brendan, yourself been being quite engaged in Twitter and stuff, the internet wrestling community doesn't seem to particularly like Roman Reigns, so it was a bit of a good one for the WWE to do and it looked as if he was going to win. And then all the kind of that type of uh, view people would have really enjoyed that. Then Wyatt just appeared and and they got you could hear it. You could really audibly hear the the pop it got in the in the arena when Wyatt took out Reign. So I
0: I don't think it was the worst thing. And you know what I, I definitely think that, Bray Wyatt who's tipped, well, at the start, when he made his main roster debut, it was tipped to be world champion one day. When you think that he's went from this year's WrestleMania to fighting Undertaker to then going into feud with Ryback to now Roman Reigns, what's left? What else can Wyatt do after this? I mean, Matthew Fulton, the great man himself, his latest blog... The great man. ...is about... Uh, Has Bray Fulton got a blog? He does have a blog. Um, I do post a link sometimes if you check out his latest blogs about the future of Wyatt uh, what's next for him so for me it it gives Roman Reigns a kind of A way out of the title picture maybe waiting for SummerSlam until he goes back in but Wyatt really has not been there's no words to describe maybe he's not made that much of an impact that I've hoped he would have made if you get what I'm saying uh, but you mentioned the IWC there uh, the internet wrestling community that they are yeah. I'm going to talk and it's a shout out that I'm going to make here that is a twitter profile I think is the typical IWC member check it out follow it, it is fantastic amazing typical, it is basically typical IWC Schumer, any wrestling fan like it, go follow it I'll post the link to my uh, Twitter profile, follow it, it's pretty funny, so so IWC guy follow it. Enough said about that. Hopefully, thanks me for making the shout out. So, what next? We talk about keep going, money in the bank. Yeah, we had was more to the Kevin Owens point. versus John Cena. For me, oh, was, was the best was match of the night. I,
1: I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I think I said it on. I don't know if I just said it to you. Off podcast or on podcast that uh, we talk about wrestling quite a lot, me and Brendan. So I forget if it was on the podcast or not, but I remember saying to you, I think it was on the podcast, and I was saying it, that John Cena's matches recently, in the last in a few months, the last number of yeah, months. You said it in the last time about Rusev. You did say, it. with Rusev yet? Yeah. John Cena has totally changed for me. He's, uh, I don't, I don't like the character. I never will like the 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 pseudo Hulkamania type character he's got or the C Nation. Hulkamaniac kind of Superheroes, Rip-off, yeah, with Hulk's up and that I'll never like that character, but uh, his matches have been great recently and uh, his matches with Kevin Owens have been fantastic from what I've seen in the match the other night it's not like John Cena to add in something I've not seen him do before
0: and that uh, the kind of sunset flip type thing he done was was uh, that was brilliant I mean the past few months, Cena's moveset has been developing. Uh, so, so Cena's move Now he's doing the the kind of springboard stunner that he did against Rusev a few yep. times. S- and uh, the last year he was doing Hurricane Rana's. So I think as he gets older, he's he's doing a lot more stuff now. And I just love the way they brought Kevin Owens up. Like, I th- I don't see um, the point of bringing him up to first Cena to bury him. They ha- haven't made that choice. Even the- he lost on Sunday night, but he still looks strong. Yeah. Uh, so all credit to WWE, I've noticed that any NXT uh, standout who's come up to the main roster has been brought up pretty positive, with the exception of maybe Adam Rose. Uh, but you factored Rollins, uh, Neville, Owens, you know, they've all came up with a good reputation and that reputation has been kept going. So I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying seeing his stuff. As you said, his stuff's been good the past year or so, the past few months. So hopefully it goes. It will go on further to battleground. What's next for Kevin Onzo? After, after you take on the biggest guy in the company, what's next? You can only go upwards,
1: Uh, I think, and by that, then I wouldn't be surprised if he's almost Rollins-like, obviously he had the shield, but if it's almost Rollins-like that he's put into the main event, seen maybe in a larger team or or maybe on his own, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's put into some kind of main event pitcher
0: by this time next year. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about their dream matches and one was Owens versus Lesnar. Well right. that could happen. That I'm I'm the
1: big guy here, I'm I'm the hard man. This is this is my yard type
0: thing that, that could happen. Now I don't know if you've watched Raw. I don't know if anyone I've else not has seen watched Raw, Raw, or Raw but as of yet, no. spoiler alert, Brock Lesnar returned on Raw. It looked to me as maybe Brock returning as a face, or, or will they slowly develop into a face turn? I don't know, but what I think they're going with now is Rollins and Lesnar, which to me sounds good on paper, but when Le- Brock is a face, I don't know. I, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't. I love it. It's certainly something with Heyman. As much as a good heel, Heyman, as would he make a good face? I don't know. To the kind of cold WWE fans, I mean, yeah, you whole ECW stuff. It, it was loved by ECW fans, but he's been a heel for so long, and he's he's known for his heel kind of nature, turning, Heyman face with yeah. Brock. I don't know. I, I like him the way he is. For Brock's character, what's as a heel, perfect but Brock was a face, I mean, would you split them up and rely on Brock t- to his own mic skills? Well, I think
1: we're safe to assume that Brock's going to plod along for the next uh, nine months or whatever until he fights Austin now. I mean, that promo-type uh, ending to the, the podcast the other week was, that was too good to be true. That's, that's got to be happening. So, I don't know whether uh, I mean, Austin's Austin Austin's says
0: his knees fine. So
1: but with Austin's kinda inactivity, I mean Wim's last time he did a match, like ten years ago, over ten years ago. So I would assume it would be built as some kinda street fight type match, which to be honest, a lot of Austin's later matches were anyway. So it'd be some kinda street fight, so or that type of false count anywhere match. So I think Lesnar won't be in too much of a long running feud because by the time it gets to say Rumble you could be getting say Austin coming out and putting Lesnar out the rumble or something like that to then proper hype them up for Manchester Mania.
0: So. We've moved from money. Let's just. A lot of people respect the podcast because I touch on divas. The divas match on Sunday. Let's admit it was pretty good. It was really good. Yeah. I'll, the finish was good. It I'll, was a, It was a good uh, alternative
1: to the normal. Switcheroo with the the twins, it was a good alternative to that. I did actually quite like the way that ended.
0: I think the Bellas and Paige and maybe Natalia—they're the best divas going right now. Yeah. Except with the factor in the NXT women wrestlers who are, but better. But yeah, but you're still in mourning from AJ Lee leaving though. Hmm. <laughs> well, we've we've we'll heard that. You know we don't. But. <laughs> Um, I'm still touchy subject, uh, really. But, you know, as I was saying, I liked, I, there's not many times I say that, you no, know, I, I like Diva matches, and that sounds harsh to Diva fans, but it was good. I, I sat down and watched and I thought, this is a change attitude that I'm having towards both the Bella Twins and Paige. Yeah, and, I, th- I thought it was good. You know, it's a good story they told hopefully no, this is a start of something new for the Divas. We yeah. thought that.
1: Well, put it this way, I, I, I thought it was ten times a match then to the Intercontinental title match. I, that, that was doomed to be terrible from the start. As soon as... Let's put book a big guy who I don't like at all. Uh, I think the last time I was on your podcast I said he was in the Elimination Chamber to make up the... There must, like, hold on, hold the belt, on. Which gave him no prestige There the must belt.
0: be a common theme with guests coming on this podcast and saying they don't like Ryback. The last guest, Martin, he came on... this didn't, didn't say he hated Ryback, but he just... So what is it? I, I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not the big guy's biggest fan. But uh, the title, I wouldn't... Give him time and he'll make an Intercontinental Champion. But put him in a feud... The one person you wouldn't put him in a feud with is Big Show. No, I just don't find his matches particularly good,
1: and I think he's like a cross between a poor man's Goldberg and a poor man's Ken Shamrock. He thinks he's this super hard man, and the the whole Ryback streak and his crazy wee outfits. He wears I just it doesn't add to the a hard man mentality. I just don't get it with him, I think he's just mid-card, but I don't think when they put the continental belt on him, I remember saying in the podcast says I hope he's there to make up the numbers because I thought that they could have really gave that to somebody quite big, made it a proper title the way Brian was going to perhaps make it whereas Rybick's now fighting the big show for it, in a match that nobody cares about, with so that title has now went right back down again. With the mids with the mids just running in and Making it a DQ finish, hitting them like missing them so wildly
0: with a microphone. It was such a botch. Now here's the thing which I thought was crazy about Divas being faces and heels. Uh, the Miz is he a face? Is he a heel? We don't know. I'm uh, i I sure. like I like when the character you don't know if he's a face or a heel. You, you just don't make get me wrong. Miz makes a great heel but oh, I don't mind the miss. The miss is alright. So, we've been talking for 18 minutes. Let's get down to the, what, the, the biggest news in wrestling the, this past week. The passing of, um, the American Dream, Dusty Roads And, uh, Stephen, you were probably, your age, you've seen more of Dusty Roads in the 90s. Well, my thoughts on Dusty Rhodes
1: kind of evolved the older I got in the got into wrestling because I grew up eh, when I first got into wrestling when I was younger, obviously, right in the kind of early to mid-90s WWF with a lot of 80s and early 90s uh, WWF videos. And the American dream Dusty Rhodes at that point to me was obviously the polka dot wearing, kind of walking out the ring with Sapphire, almost a bit goofy, big guy, big belly, I didn't really see how this guy was so great, and what all the fans were popping with us the roads, I didn't really get it, and I, f- I just didn't really like him, and then obviously the older I got, and the more I kind of watched WCW, and found out who he was, and the more then I obviously go with and watch the old NWA, and you got to find out he's probably real classic matches, kind of fighting flair in the mid-80s, and things like that, I mean, he was brilliant, and I think that he was just when he came to WWF, he was just not used properly. He did have a couple of good feuds with Macho King was was really good. They fought uh, was it WrestleMania Six, the mixed tag match. It was WrestleMania Six where uh, Dusty and Sapphire against Macho and Sherry. Maybe I think it was WrestleMania Six. Uh, so that was really good, like things like that. But I just think they could have done more with him. But he's definitely in his in the late eighties was was brilliant and. He was renowned for having such a great creative brain and teaching
0: so many people promos. no uh, well, that's yeah. they were talking. Dusty's promo classes at the performance center. Uh, the whole wrestling community showed tributes to him, including, you know, Kevin Owens was. Uh, his words he had were pretty touching. Uh, Sami Zayn, you know, the guys who basically all their career they where they are now. Two dusty roads, yeah. I think I think a lot of performers after him get
1: inspiration for his promos and his. He's kind of wacky, adding random words that don't make sense, but I'll make them my thing. So king said something about it on the uh, the pay per view the other night about dusty Rhodes saying he phoned Jerry Lawler one day and they were to have a match in Memphis and he says I'll bring it was so many wild boars or wild bears or something with me, or dancing bears or something like that, or like just something that doesn't make any sense, but it's funny when Dusty Rhodes says it, it makes you go, this guy's mad. And I think if you watch a lot of his promos in the 80s, he just added in words that you're like, it makes no sense, but when you listen to it in the promo, it made perfect sense, but if you listen to it literally, it doesn't, but it takes a bit of skill and class to do that. I also, uh, as I say about him being a great brain. I was reading a lot about him after he died, and some of the ideas he had in WCW, like, to what, I was reading in numerous sources, things like Battle Bowl, uh, were his idea, before Watery, his idea, and whether you like them, pay-per-views or not, I liked them. so, to be honest, if you didn't like them, well, that's your opinion, but I enjoyed them. so, I think, the ideas he had like that, and the kind of war games things, apparently a lot of that was his idea, and World War 3 was a lot of his idea, so, the Shockmaster
0: was... The Shockmaster. trap. the Shockmaster ma- shock did turn out to be pretty... Well, you know, a lot of people liked him. Well, my view is, whether you're
1: enjoying it for the intensity or whether you're laughing, you're still enjoying it. So, the Shockmaster's an enjoyable character for the wrong reasons. They didn't want him to be enjoyed that way, but you still enjoy watching that.
0: After uh, the Dusty's death, I kinda started to watch newer stuff. Like the whole Rhodes family feud with the authority and just seeing like, you no, know, doing the bionic elbow to Ambrose and just seeing how, how good they still was, like even like segments with Triple H, like, the intensity there between backing up his, his boys, his uh, Cody and Goldus backing them up, it was still it was still good to watch and the, as to quote the great uh, Roddy Piper, legends never die, they just get better. And that's that was Dusty Rhodes. Yeah,
1: that, that's, you could see that obviously about a lot of legends that come back or have spots and they don't die because to me, wrestling fans evolve through watching wrestling. So I, I think that's a tip, typical wrestling fan. I think not, I'm not saying all do, but I think the majority of wrestling fans are wrestling fans when they're young, they're wrestling fans towards their teens, and then they get to kind of, whether it's early teens or mid-teens, they get to a stage in life where they think, I'm too cool for wrestling, and they stop watching wrestling for an indefinite period of time. Some maybe don't watch it for a month, two months, a year. I know I stopped watching it from about 2003 to about, no, about two thousand and three Late 2003, early 2004, till the start of 2006. That was my kind of two-year, I'm-too-cool-for-wrestling phase. Then you get to the stage again in life where you kind of think, I don't care if it's not cool to watch wrestling. I think it's cool to watch wrestling. I'm going to watch wrestling. So I think that's the kind of fans that then appreciate the Legends Never Die kind of actions, what you're saying, because you've kind of known what it's been like to be in total of wrestlers, You've then kind of went through a phase of, oh no, I don't like wrestlers and I'll badmouth them as well. And then you get the phase where you realise how much you appreciate them, so you can then really see all, all the different levels of what needs a legend. I mean, I'm not saying everybody could, but any good gymnast could do a four foot uh, three sixty splash off the top ropes. Any good gymnast could do a corkscrew off a ladder. Any good wrestler and kind of. Uh, like Greek Greco-Roman wrestling could do like some good suplexes and stuff but to be a legend you've got to have a good combination of it all not all good wrestlers do suplexes not all good wrestlers jump off the top rope but you need to be able to speak and if you can't speak you need to have a really, really, really good move set and somebody speaking for you whereas if you've got solid move set solid kind of attitude and ethic and solid, solid character and a solid voice, like Dusty had, then that's how you become a legend. And I think you're right, the more his career went on, the more people started to watch his old matches and things like that and
0: Yeah. I mean he, it he was a legend. It was a pioneer. A true pioneer for professional wrestling. Some would argue and I would certainly say so myself, without Dusty Rhodes the the business would not be the way it is today. Um, would you agree with without Dusty's influence, without his ideas, without his his teaching, his help, professional wrestling would not be the way it was. Well, the way it
1: came about. I think Dusty Rhodes has a lot to do with all different aspects of wrestling. I mean, if you, if you look at it, for example, uh, as I said, the the things he inspired, uh, the the events. WCW things, I mean, these might not have been the most successful pay-per-views, but people watched it. He was booking a lot of things back then, he was developing a lot of characters. I don't know how much influence he had on people's careers, but if you look at kind of when he was in relative power in NWCW, and you look at the rise of careers like, for example, Sting, he's obviously had a good impact on him. He can talk. It might have been one conversation, it might never have been anything, but his influence obviously rubs off on people as well on a different note of how he's kind of influenced wrestling as well, without Dusty Rhodes we would never have had Virgil as has obviously been uh, documented loads times with different people Bobby Heenan is the one that documented most that it was apparently Bobby Heenan's idea at first why don't we call Virgil Virgil because it was Dusty Rhodes' real name and then that was the whole reason why when Virgil was in WCW he was Vincent because he was then named after Vince McMahon, but I think Dusty Rhodes quite added to the whole feud in the early nineties. Uh, kind of when he was booking, because I think he quite liked to be well. It's best for business to have competition. So I think when the kind of merger happened, I think he would have been probably quite gutted at that. But I think he was really for healthy competition, and as many big business-wise promotions would be good for business. So I think he helped. Not saying he really contributed, but I think he kind of helped where the kind of Monday night was and build things like that up as well without us ever really realising.
0: So, Thirsty Roads, your legacy will live on through years to come, and we certainly thank, as a top role insider and across the whole community, thank you for your years of services. You will not be forgotten. He's a common man. So. A nice way, I kind of touching way to end the podcast. That's it; that the show is over. Uh, thanks to Stephen again for yeah. I know it's, it's only been half an hour, I and mean, half an hour seems too short. But
1: podcast, well, I thought you'd lots but, of questions for me tonight. But, but these but, things. Well, aren't even a right? pay
0: per view challenge. There's been no pay per view challenge. Uh, so, thanks to Stephen, our wonderful guest. I want, I want to do a pay per view challenge. Well, if you can come on maybe one week I'm on holiday, you might be able to do one yourself. No, I so, don't know all that technology. It'll be on maybe in a few minutes when I upload it all. Uh, share it via Twitter and stuff. What if I did the pay-per-view challenge? Uh, if you want a pay-per-view challenge, hashtag we want pay view challenge. But, Definitely if, if share even it.
1: One guy hashtags we want pay per view challenge. Listen, must let me do a pay per view challenge. That's the rules.
0: Listen to older episodes. Tell your friends. Get the word going. Top Robin Sider is out. This is the ninth episode.
1: As endorsed by Andrew WK.
0: Andrew WK, who showed his, who thanked me for my dedication of wrestling on. Uh, DM on Twitter and also follow me Andrew WK I like to believe as a follower of Top Room and Seder now the the one thing we need to get him to do now is, is just plug it on his Twitter yeah. uh, so it's a good night for me I'll see you when I'm back from my holiday in two weeks time and the brand new episode of Top Room Seder will be online soon good night